don't know what it is. You live in New York. How do you have that? Episode of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by the Beanie Boy himself, Joe Dorville. What's up, man? Uh, suffered a heartbreaking, heartbreaking fantasy loss. I had three receivers to go between Sunday night football and Monday night football, and all they needed to get was a collective 12 points. Ooh. They got a collective like six points. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, tough break. <laughs> tough, tough break. break. But your team did win under the uh, guise of we'll a fantastic quarterback. But before we get too far into the show, if you are new to the show, run down to the show. So Joe and I are going to start every week the same way we do. And that's going to be with the biggest topics in the biggest sports around the country. Then we're going to get into the quick hits, which is going to be just uh back and forth Q and a quick, quick hits. Quick. The, then we'll hit our walk-offs, which is going uh, to be, and a short essay portion, sometimes we read something we wrote down, sometimes we speak from the heart, sometimes we skip it, um, and then we'll end the show with the press conference where we pedal our wares. But we'll start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Well, here we go. It's time for the kickoff, Joe, and we're talking NFL to kick off this episode, same way we do the whole ba, ba, NFL ba, ba, season. Ba, da, ba, 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 ba. All right, Joe. Uh, not a great week this week. Not a huge slate of crazy games. Nope. But there was some divisional action, so that's what we're going to go to first. I guess this is the game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> Joe, this is your account. Your Ravens. My account? At the Steelers. Yes. So, Brennan, as I told you before, Steelers are going to go 8-8-1. Mike Tomlin is refusing to go below the threshold of eight five hundred, um, and his defense never had a losing season. And his defense is refusing that. Uh, seven sacks on Lamar. Uh, some of that's Lamar's yeah, your, fault. Yeah, uh, your boy lost the, the MVP with this game. Uh, he lost the MVP with the last game. Four picks. Come on, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> seven sacks. Some of that's on him. Some of that's on his poorest offensive line at this point. Uh, again, he's making. He's making magic out of mincemeat. Um, he's doing all he can back there, and it, it's not always enough. I mean, that that's what we're seeing. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, but I really want to talk about the, the play heard around the world. I mean, yes. Do, do you go for it? Do you go for two right there? Do, yeah, was that, you have to. Okay. I was going to say, is that a good decision or bad decision? Now, good decision, bad decision before the context Harbaugh puts on it afterwards or regardless? I would have gone for it regardless. Okay. And his brother just beat Ohio State. That Harbaugh juice is flowing, baby. The, the red-blooded American juices. That, that Harbaugh blood is going. So, yeah, I mean, you got to go for it. You got to try to get the win. Uh, especially, that's just, I mean, I, shit. We've never played each other in Madden, but that's how your boy plays it. You always <laughs> go for it. It's funny because uh, I know I mentioned before when my brother was in town, we were talking about this and he used to always tell me when we play Madden together, you always go for it on fourth down. You always go for two. This is 20 years ago. And he's like, because statistically you're going to score more points that way. And yeah. now fast forward 20 years, all the analytics people are like, you got to go for it on fourth. You got to always go for two. And I was joking around with him and he goes, yeah, I basically invented football analytics. <laughs> and I was like, all right, right. But yeah, you got to go for two there. Um, especially this was a sloppy game. Uh, anybody who watched it saw it. Uh, if you didn't see it, don't worry. You didn't miss much. Uh, probably the biggest thing is Big Ben. He's got it. I mean, he's got to be done now. Is that what you took away from this game? Um, 
before I want to give before I want to give my thoughts, uh, you got to go for the win on the road. Uh, we're yeah. not playing for ties. We're not playing for overtime. You play to win the game. We always say it. Sorry, we play if you're to offended. win the game. Um, and Mark Andrews, you gotta gotta flatten out there. You gotta you gotta gotta get there. Gotta get to that spot. Um, Lamar could have thrown a better pass, but I mean, T.J. Watt was collapsing anyway. Uh, Big Ben, Big Ben is done, man. I've been saying this since last year. I don't know why. Well, yeah, I believe I had this at the beginning of the season. I had that a year ago before he broke his elbow, but um, he's officially well, not officially, but he's apparently whispered to some. Uh, some he's officially unofficially. Players. Yeah, he's officially unofficially. Uh, whispered to some of his uh, ex-teammates that this is his final year. And I'm pretty sure all their response was, yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to tell us, my guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm afraid for the health of Najee Harris. Um, if he's not running the ball, Big Ben is just dumping it off to him. So I feel like he's getting hit 40 to 50 times a game as well as pass blocking situations. So I pray for that young man's health. Um, but yeah, uh, at the end of the day, Big Ben, Big Ben is when the Sounders go off and they go eight, eight and one, uh, he will have played his last game and good riddance. Yeah. No more for you on this game. No, this, huh? this was an ugly game. Uh, I mean, Hey, man, that's that old AFC North punch him in the mouth football. Everybody Grind runs, right? it out on the ground yeah, in the cold. On, throw weather. the record books out. It's divisional rivals, right? No, you don't like that anymore. No, now, I'm excited now, for like, the next game because like I got a lot to say about the next up game. Up and down games, everybody wants no, a, hey, a flag you know football me. team out there. Nobody wants First to smash of all, mouth My Jacksonville anymore. Jaguars beat one of the top AFC teams on a low scoring game, so I love low scoring. Or not scoring at game? all. Are you, <laughs> I was just about to say, are you gonna play the sound or not? All right, next game. This is my game of the week. Cincinnati and Chargers. Um, this was, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, well, because you never, yeah, exactly. This is why I said it like that because you never put it in the right order. It's all I just have to guess who the home team is. The Chargers <laughs> at the Cincinnati. Right you never, never put it in the right well, you order. You could have said Los Angeles. That's what I was confused about. You said the one team's city name and then one team's uh, nickname. So that threw me oh, off. Oh, did I? So all right, Cincinnati so, Chargers. I was like, whoa. That's a weird Los team. Angeles Chargers <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals, 41-22. Couple things I want to say about this game. If you watch this game, which I did, uh, <laughs> very proud of myself. Uh, no, but this game was so much closer than what the final score was. It was um, 24-22 in the fourth quarter. Bengals are going down, driving to get the winning score. And then Joe Mixon fumbles the ball. It was a mixed six, if you will. Woo. And I uh, stole that from Cousin Sal. So I was out working on that one. <laughs> no, that was from Cousin Sal. But there, so there's like a between that, Jamar Chase didn't look like Jamar Chase in this game. He had that one play where it like hit a, him in the hands yeah. and like popped it up. And then all of a sudden it was a pick. That was well, a 10 looked point like swing. He looked like preseason Jamar Chase right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He looked like <laughs> preseason Jamar. Uh, so this game was a, a lot closer than 41 22, the final score. Uh, the yeah. Bengals played really well, except for those those two or three plays. And I've had a walk off about this before. Three plays. My coach used to always say it comes down to three plays. So I love this game because I've been rooting for the Chargers all season. Derwin James is playing like a man possessed the last couple of weeks, uh, which is good because he's finally healthy. And we can finally see why they took him so high in the draft. But um, this this like Joe Burrow stats do, are not an, like the final score is not an indicator of this game. Cincinnati played well, other than like two or three of those crazy plays fucking their defense was swarming Herbert. Like it was their job. Trey Hendrickson, a man possessed. Like, like, Shout you're, out like you're swarming this, this game right now. Can I Go get ahead. a word in edgewise? Jesus Christ. Um, this was a game and a nut no. <laughs> to steal something from, uh, my favorite podcast, uh, the Levitar Show. This was a game. This was three games and one by the Chargers. This was a dominant performance up top, going up 24 zip. And then they gave up 21 points immediately after that, looking like the yep. Chargers that, again, could not stop a run, could not defend a pass for some of these games that have got them to the 6-5 and five record before this game that was like, damn, are they good? Are they not? Joe Herb Justin Herbert kind of started receding a little bit. And yeah. then, like you said, I think it was the Mixon fumble late. And then they just 
what 17 unanswered after that like they just yep. had another explosion and it's like okay are they the team that can put a team away are they the team that gives up that big league or are they the team that has that dominant start it, like who are again this is a question i had a couple weeks ago are they a good bad team or a bad good team who are they really yeah i have no idea because i've been I said at the beginning of the year, I thought the Chargers would make a push. I thought Herbert was going to take a leap forward. And we've talked about the OC and their style of play, how it's not conducive to Herbert's cannon that he has attached to his shoulder and all this kind of stuff. But the Bengals aren't a bad team. Like they have some bad losses, but hey, it's the NFL. Everybody's got some quote, bad, unquote, bad losses. I mean, the Bills lost to the Giants. Look at the fucking Titans, man. Uh, Bills lost to the Giants. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, everyone gets paid. I don't want to talk about that. But what I, I so Cincinnati, I would I would defer that was is a good to the team. Raiders. I don't even know what the Raiders. Not are the a Raiders great team, real? but a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Chargers this year, going into the season, I had them poised to make a push. And like you said, some weeks you're like, "The fuck is going on?" And then other weeks you're like, "They can't be stopped." So mm-hmm. I don't think I know it's kind of a cop out. But we still have like five weeks left. I don't think we're going to know who the Chargers are until or maybe this is who they are. Maybe they're just the Chargers of old. Maybe this is the Chargers. Mm. I think I do think the Bengals are on the rise, though. I think the Bengals are on the rise. I don't know if they'll make the postseason this year, but I have uh, their future looks bright and it looks brighter yeah, than especially than with Andy Dalton's red hair was brightening up the stadium. Um but the Chargers, well, that, that division is going to be wide open in two years. Oh my gosh! Roethlisberger is going to be out. Um, Baker's going to be out. Baltimore is going to be the top of that division. So yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. It's going like to be a two not, horse race. I don't yeah, think the yeah, Browns yeah. will be up there because I don't. No, think I think Baker's I don't think they're going to pay Baker. I think they again they they need to reestablish the quarterback middle class or they're yeah. going to end up in the franchise tag situation like Kirk Cousins and be or they screwed. can just go out and get Gardner. All righty. Well, Brennan's just trying to poke the bear here. <laughs> okay, here we go. Moving on. Next game we have is going to be the San Francisco at San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle finally getting a win at home Fine. in true fashion with Russell Wilson. I think is that not his first win at home this season? Or no, wow. second. Uh, second say, win at home. Be. I didn't I don't I think it's his, his second win at home in like 2 years and 2 seasons or something no, like that cuz he was no. hurt last year. Yeah, it was some some he wasn't crazy hurt statistic. Last year? I don't know. I heard some weird statistic like in the last like eight games they played at home, he hasn't won one. Like it was Colt McCoy and Geno Smith and he hadn't won one. I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, Russell Wilson playing hurt as he has been the last couple of weeks with that weird finger injury going against the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked the same. (laughs) Keep going. You got me on a deep Someone has not. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked the same since the knee injury. A couple of things I want to touch on here though. Uh, Why haven't we seen Trey Lance? After his first start, it was said that he was injured, but he has not made an appearance. Do you think this is Kyle Shanahan saying, maybe I need a mulligan? Maybe I should have taken Mac Jones? Or what, what do you think is going on? No, but there was there was a, a play specifically in question. I believe the, the 49ers were going for it on a fourth, a fourth and one. And I believe the announcers said it immediately. Like I was thinking in my head, they ran a they ran an RPO. It wasn't even a fucking RPO. It was basically an option play with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he kept it. And they RPO immediately run pass option. I know that's why I was saying they, they took the they took the pass out of it. It was just an option. It was, it was just, just an, an old option. school option, like yeah, yeah, like a triple option, triple option, yeah. double triple option yeah. out the backfield, out of the wing tee. I know, I know formations. Spread option. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, it, three it, plays, it, split fear. It's like no, we can't. Just give it time. It always works. <laughs> all right, you're in your movies. I don't know which one that is, but um, remember the Titans. I figured it kind of was. Um. So yeah, I was like, well, wouldn't that have been the perfect time to get one yard with the big bruising fast running back? Why would you go with not slow footed, but you know, white mush Jimmy Garoppolo? I think he's Italian. Um, Garoppolo. Um, but yeah, and I, if anybody's I, seen True Romance, we know. Never mind. Right? Um, so I, I was I was just perplexed of why we hadn't seen him, and really, there's no explanation. They they haven't given an explanation. Blonde hair and blue eyes became dark hair and brown eyes. Um, so so it's their first home win 
since last December, December 27th. With Russell Wilson? Uh, well, did he play that game? Now you got me. I didn't even check if he played that game. I just looked for that. All right. So, well, no, because Colt McCoy won, it, won in the stadium. Why do you have Colt ago. McCoy? Or not Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is playing for the I was Cardinals. like, why do you um, have Colt McCoy on that team? Geno Smith. I meant, I, I don't know why Colt kept popping in yes. my head. Anyway. That was uh, Russ's last one there. So December okay. 27th. So I was right on that. Uh, Trey Good Lance job. was Huge hurt. Stat. So he had that start. Then he was hurt. And then I seen him because we talked about this. So I was interested every time I watched San Francisco play on like red That's zone or whatever. I was stat. like, is he in there? Especially because they had the 12th man and it was like this huge I deal know. like five years ago. But I he has not been playing. And so this is the thing when uh, Trey Lance was coming out. I'm a huge draft nerd. I love the draft because I love the potential that it has. And we've been over it on this show. Joe is not as fond of the draft as I am, but I love, love but the draft. I did say Michael Parsons was going to be the most impactful player out of this yes, draft. Yes, you did. And, they and I completely agreed him. with you. And look at the Cowboys. Jesus, the best fucking rookie. Um, Don't get me started. But I'm not going to touch it. I did it last week. I poked the bear last week with that. So his thing, though, coming out was he's incredibly the raw, Smith very good, but, yeah. versatile, has I mean, receivers um, great athleticism, uh, has a cannon for an arm, but he's raw. He needs to be able to, his accuracy needed to get worked on, his, um, his breakdown of the game, things like that. You know, things they always say about quarterbacks that are super athletic. Um, and I think well, Shanahan said they should just play a different position. I think Shanahan. Hey, shit. Last week, that fucking Lamar looked like a running back. Uh, mm. I think Shanahan thought what a lot of coaches think, which is James I'll Hill take on this like challenge. Nobody says that about the him. Matt Nagy syndrome. I'll take on this challenge and I'll turn this person into a winning quarterback. I think Matt Nagy's syndrome is just he's a bad coach. I'll do it again. <laughs> And I don't think it's working out. I think he should. I, I said on this show, check the tape. I was like, they're going to take Mac Jones. I know they're going to take Mac Jones. I may or may not have bet that they were going to take Mac Jones at three. And they took Trey Lance. And that was a shock to me. And I don't think he's ready. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to be ready. Are you saying Speaking this year ready, or ever? Ever. You don't think he'll ever be ready? I don't know, man. No, I mean, it's a first round quarterbacks is a 50-50 rate to be a decent starter in the NFL anyway. So yeah. just statistically thinking about it, there's going to be some quarterbacks who aren't very good from this class. I have a well, my thing sneaking is, suspicion. Trevor might be one of them too. My thing is well, Trevor. It's going to be the David Carr situation. He's just going to get the shit kicked out of him and then he's going to retire. Yeah, potentially. Um, and you know, there was that quote. People are going to hold that quote against him. Oh, football is not my only thing. Um, but with, with Trey, with Trey specifically, I think, I mean, they're doing what we all kind of asked for. I don't know. They had to play him earlier because Jimmy got hurt, but we all kind of wanted them to sit him for a year. We did. I was, right. I was talking specifically for that one play. And then that kind of made me see, think like, I haven't even heard this guy's name in weeks. I was that's just, what I'm saying. Was just, is if you're not going to put him out there on a play designed for him. I was literally just wondering, where is he in the world? Like like a Carmen Sandiego thing. Like I haven't I seen. I was going to say it. I have bitch. not seen his being anywhere. But, um, but yeah, that that's that. What was this you had about Russ? Um, I just, since the, since the finger injury, he's just looked lesser than. I was wondering, yeah. do you think he'll progress at some point to get back to the old rust by no. the end of the season or is this just what we gotta we're gonna see for the rest of no, the No, yeah that finger was fucked up and he's playing now to spite everyone else and also he wants out so he's gonna play and he's gonna show his toughness and he's gonna it's the Baker Mayfield thing he's like basically playing for a contract even though he's not but you know what I'm saying like he's he's putting his wares on display as it were I don't know yeah it wouldn't the smart thing for him because he's trying to get out of there would be trying to preserve his body no, that's not how football works, Playboy. You know that. You got to show other teams you're willing to commit. Oh, Le'Veon Bell still got paid. He sat out a whole year. Yeah, but he was never the same. Yeah, because he went to the Jets. He had the David yeah. the Derek, Derek, David Carr syndrome with David the Jets. Carr, yeah. <laughs> one more round. All right. One more round. One more round. You want to take this one? Uh, Sure. That's yeah, you take this one. Last one. Yeah. Um, so Brennan, it, 
it, it happened again. Oh my god, this fucking team. Both Minnesota, Minnesota. Be, be, are they good? Who knows? But they lost to the only team that didn't have a win prior to yesterday. The Detroit Lions finally pull it off. Man, Campbell after ta- I think what three weeks after taking uh, play calling duties, first time he's ever done it in his career. Uh, they finally got a W. For some reason, Mike Zimmer and his defense, after even taking a timeout, put all its DBs in the middle of the end zone instead of right in front of the end zone to deny anything, you know, coming into the end zone. They just, they were playing a soft zone in the end zone, which allowed even Jared Goff to hit a six yard slant and curl. But yeah, whatever. Um, who cares? It's a fucking it a curl route. <laughs> uh, I don't, that probably wasn't Shit. even the right route. Sorry, Kyle, I didn't mean to hit the microphone. Uh, well, Kyle's been, uh, doing it lately too. So, you know, you can take that. Um, I'm not even going to try to say homeboy's name. St. Brown, shout out to him, getting that touchdown. Uh, Justin Jefferson, thank you for that touchdown towards the end of the game. You helped me in another fantasy league. Um, well, funny thing about this game that I don't care about this game at all. I just want to talk about one of my fantasy leagues. So, a little quick story, and then we can go on to the next game. So, um, I think it was Thursday, Thursday or Friday. It was Saturday. What am I talking about? It was Saturday where you guys had informed me that um, somebody was going to start playing quarterback for my Philadelphia Eagles. And I was I was getting ready for my going away uh, gathering. So I forgot. I forgot that Jalen Hurts was my quarterback in one of my fantasy leagues. So I wake up Sunday and then me and uh, me and my lady friend, I can say it here. I've already said it on Anulo. Uh, me and my lady friend go get some breakfast, and then it's like yeah, it's a do. late breakfast because we kind of yeah, it is. Brennan, stop it. Um, <laughs> and I'm eating some pancakes at the IHOP, and I'm like, oh shit, it's one on one. I know, I love an IHOP. Uh, I'm like, oh shit, it's one on one. I go look at my fantasy lineup. You didn't fucking take him out. I never took him out. And you know who uh, I had on my bench? Gardner Minshew. Matthew Stafford. Oh, God. And he lit <laughs> he had it a game. up. He had a game. But you want to know the best part about it, Brennan? You still won. I still won, baby. Justin Jefferson, that last touchdown really sealed, really sealed the deal for me. So, yeah, Detroit missed, or excuse me, Minnesota missed four two-point conversions in this game. Woo! One more round. All right, Washington, Vegas. Uh, not a lot to say. Uh, Heineke, is he the guy? The green lizard. Yeah, he, uh, you got, gosh, you want to use the phrase play to the level of their competition, Washington. I mean, they've gotten blowed out a couple times this year, but geez, oh man. And then Derek Carr is also the king of the deep ball, hoping to get a PI called. He's been doing that like crazy. <laughs> Low key, he should have got one, man. I, yeah, the, he should have. The guy on the, whoever was on the call said that they shouldn't have got it. I don't know, man. That guy was kind of mugging him, hit him upside the head before the ball got there. I thought that was an actual PI. Yeah, I I thought it was too. But uh, Washington football team found a way to win. I think, I don't know. This is crazy to say. They're six and six now. If they can win a couple of these games the rest of the way, let me. I'm gonna pull up their schedule real quick. I think they got uh, yeah, two so against the Cowboys, one against the Eagles, and one against two the against the Eagles, two against the Cowboys, two and one against, against the Jets. Yeah, so it's all divisional games left. If they can split, even now nah, they got. They can win those. like two or three of those games out of the last five. They gotta beat the Cowboys twice. They have to beat the Cowboys. They can split with the Eagles, but they have to beat the Cowboys twice. Okay. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know. They they've been on a roll. They've won four straight. Uh, but I mean, but before that, they lost four straight. So I don't, I don't know what to make of the Washington football team. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs over the like. If I had to pick Vegas or Washington, I'd pick Washington. But I was on Vegas early, and then obviously the tragedy, the horrific tragedy in the rug situation, and then the horrible shit with John Gruden, and then all the shit coming out. Like they've been through a lot this season. I'll be happy just for the season to be over for them. But they still got some fight in them. You could tell by this game, they still want to play. And they've been missing Darren Waller for a while now. So when he comes back, who knows? But I've got Washington over Vegas to make the playoffs if either of those teams make it, which I don't think they will. One more round. 
All right, Brandon, talking about a turnaround four-game win streak for the Miami Dolphins. Is it four games for the Dolphins? Or is it more games for the Dolphins? Five. Five games for the Dolphins. Sorry. They did what the Eagles could not do last week. They beat the New York football Giants uh, to a decent. I don't think he has to be uh, the most stellar <laughs> quarterback out there. I don't think he has to be um, the greatest person out there. He he has to be upright. Um and the offensive line has done a better job of that. He's done a better job of getting the ball out a little early. Uh, Jalen Waddle looks like a actual playmaker for them. Uh, trust me, I have him on the fantasy team. Um, so he's been filling it up the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, so it went from Brian, Brian Flores going into the season. Me and you had high hopes for this team. Brian Flores is uh, the second coming. This guy is going to be the best Bill Belichick disciple. And then they were, what, one in one in seven. And it was yep. like lost to the Jacks everybody, too. The fire Jacks the first GM. Win. They were in talks to go get Deshaun Watson. It was it was looking like a real bleep show. And um, yeah, they 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 feasted on a couple bad teams, but that's you you got to beat the bad teams to be a good team. So uh, they've they've turned it around, and I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but they're gonna make a good run out of this season where it looked really bad for a while there. And now I walk away. One more round. All right. Last game, we're going to talk about Joe's Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Jets of New York City in Jersey at the Meadowlands. Joe, I don't understand why, why you're so like, why you didn't want to take that. Oh, I know why. Gardner Minshew, speaking of second coming, Gardner Minshew, my hero, Minshew Mania. Here in Jacksonville, Florida, Duval. I'm no longer there. Can't say here. I'm no longer there, but neither is Gardner. So fuck that. Um, so he gets traded to Philly for pennies on the dollar uh, a few worth. months ago. And there's a lot of teams now we're looking at that need a quarterback. Obviously, Baker's injured. Uh, ben was washed up last year. All sorts of things happening. But Philly was the one who went out to get Gardner. And guess what? Jalen Hurts, because he's a running first quarterback, got hurt. So guess who comes in? Gardner Minshew. 20 to 25, 242 yards, two tutties. My man on fire. Leading the Eagles 33 to 18 over the Jets. Uh, nothing makes me happier than seeing this. I am so excited for the Philadelphia Eagles and what this ha- what the rest of the season has in store for them with Gardner. Now, obviously, Jalen will be back next week. Uh, Minshew's not going to start. I think this was a good coming out party. I I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, you listen to Bill Simmons and Bill Simmons like hypes up Gardner Minshew." Go check out on my YouTube channel, Brennan T Comedy, Brennan Tassif. Check out my dedication to Gardner Minshew. I do a whole bit love, about I, I it. I love on that stage. you thought people knew that you listened to Bill Simmons. <laughs> Well, because I reference him a lot, um, him and Ryan Rosillo, especially when we're talking NBA. But um, I love Gardner Minshew as a person. I've waited on him a lot. He tips real well. He's a sweet guy. But more than that, he this is sounding like a walk off. More than that, sounds like a walk off. He's just. I think he can play. I I've been saying. I know. Like all joking aside all the antics and everything. I genuinely think he can play, and I just think he needs an opportunity, which is what we talked about before the season. And I think he showed us something. Go ahead. Now, I too think he can play. I don't think he can be anyone's savior. I don't think he can be the the leader of a franchise. The same way Colt McCoy can go out there every couple of years and win a couple games. I think Gardner is a high, high level backup. Okay. So Kirk Cousins or Gardner Minshew, who are you taking? Man, you really you're putting my coals to the putting my yep. feet to the fire right there. You know how I feel. Well, about I'm not gonna say Lamar Jackson. Guys. You know how I feel about one of those guys. Um, I I need to see Gardner do it on a good team consistently. So I'm saying right now, something happens. All of a sudden, Philly Philly can pick any quarterback that I'm gonna name. Jalen Hurts is out. You can be Gardner Minshew or Jared Goff. Who do you want right now? Moving forward, quick. Man, <laughs> the fact that I'm thinking about it is 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 is, yeah. is right. revealing. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Uh, all right. So yeah, I mean, look, I think Jared Goff is a high level backup, so they're they're pretty comparable. I would pick Kurt over. Um, I would pick Kurt yeah. over Gardner. I so, would too. Um, um, but real quick, a couple things I wanted to touch on before we move on to the NCAA. Uh, Kyler Murray is back. 
I always say this every time I watch him play. He is so tiny. He looks like a child. And it looks worse because James Connors is like eight feet tall. Did you see him when he rolled out of the pocket and he was running away from the two DNs? It looked like a little brother running from his (laughs) big brother. Um, Also, uh, some games we didn't touch on. Patriots. Mac Jones went two of three today to win a game against the Buffalo Bills. The fuck is that? Best team in the AFC. Best team in the NFL. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, let's move on. Those are two things I wanted to mention. Are the cards the best team in the NFL? No. Uh, the last no thing way. I'll say on the Minshew performance, thank you for getting us a win, buddy. Minshew Mania, please. Uh, thank you for getting us a win, but it was one, it was the Jets, and two, they didn't change their game plan, even though they knew the quarterback. Jets beat changed. the Titans. And three, they were undermanned on defense. Jets have one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they were undermanned and on Minchu defense. Tore it up. And they were All undermanned right, on. missing key people. So, Brennan. Finally, finally, Jesus! I gotta say, if we're gonna make one change, because we kind of made a couple changes from last year to this year, if we're gonna make one change next year, I, me and you both aren't watching NCAA football as much as we used to. I, th- I think we could probably let it die. Okay, I was actually gonna say this was actually one of the weeks I actually I watched a lot. I was like, this was one of the weeks I watched as well. But we should just keep it on we, the back burner unless yeah, FAU say, or Miami are doing really well. We should just keep it on the back burner. Yeah, like the, the whole stringing it out all year long. We weren't watching every game all year long. Now there were some big games. We weren't we watching to, any games. All I year. watched the Alabama Miami game this year. This year yeah. I didn't have an issue because NIL came into play. It was a little something for the players. I'll get to that a little bit later, but um. Yeah, so after that Miami Alabama game, I was like, "All right, free Saturdays all week, all year, baby, let's go." Um, yeah, and I work Saturday, so I was like, not catching a whole lot of anything. But you know, actually, the last two weeks, I I, I got to watch some because I did watch some of that Alabama Auburn game. But I did watch actually, I watched none of the Alabama Georgia game. Um, but did you get a chance to catch some of that? Oh wait, I'm lying. I watched last week. I didn't watch this. I watched the <laughs> rivalry games. <laughs> I watched all the rival games and then I watched Alabama. I watched some of Alabama, Georgia. I was at work, but I, I caught some of it before I went in. I did not um, catch any of it because my motto was I'll check in at around the third quarter, third, fourth quarter, see what's going on. And I looked at my phone and I was like, and it's over. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't work till six. So I caught a lot of the beginning of these games. Um, the Alabama, Georgia one, I was convinced from all the talking heads that I've listened to over the whole course of the season, all these stats that they threw out. Georgia has a stacked defense, probably have six guys that are going to go in the top 60 picks. Um, And then you see this final, like in this final score, this is not like Cincinnati, LA, like Alabama hung it on them. Like they blowed them out. It was embarrassing. Fun fact. I believe Georgia all season had only given up 83 points total. Total. 41 in this game. Yeah. Nearly half They're, of their entire dude, did you see year some of these scores? It was like zero, zero, six, zero, seventeen, zero, three. Like it was insane. So, and then yeah. they just got it hung up on them. Uh I this was this was insanity. I this only made me happy. This made me happy. Uh, really, I was mad. I wanted made me happy Georgia for a to, couple of reasons. One You're from Georgia no, there, and you there, hate there, it. There, there's no good there's no feeling like a Georgia dropping the ball again to Alabama again. I just don't like Alabama. It's always Alabama. Why couldn't it have been someone else? I gotta say, you know what? I don't know what it is, but this year, I think it was after the the Alabama Auburn game. Nick Saban, likable guy now. No, showed a little personality, smile. He was joking with the sideline. He's not like no. He is not a. I was like, man, look. A whole new guy over there. I don't know if he got new plugs or something in his hair. Get out of here! I was like, you know what? He, he's the underdog now. I kind of like him. Got like everybody's kind of counting him out. I was like, looks no good. One can, th- mm, I hate the fact that you Alabama just said that all wins. the everybody I listened to ninety nine percent of the commentators I listened to going into this week. Well, were like, no, they, this is Georgia's year. This is no, the year they don't they, drop it. That's They're what I'm saying. Is, they were talking about Georgia, look but at all nobody the sacks they got. Look at all the sacks nobody, they gave up to Auburn. Look at how Bryce Young Baylor, played in that Oklahoma game. Oklahoma State. <laughs> Big upset. So Baylor was actually um, given seven and a half points in this game. First time in this, what is this, Pac-12? It's first time in this conference championship, Big 12. First time in this championship game that uh, 
The don't opponents. get confused because Lincoln Riley is leaving. For yeah, the I don't fucking know what's going on. But anyway, <laughs> Oklahoma State needed to put up points in this. And Oklahoma State uh, has a great defense, too, according to all the fucking stats that they kept shoving down my throat. And then Baylor put it on them. Like, fuck, guys. <laughs> the one saving grace of this entire season. And I was wrong, and I'm happy I was wrong. The one good thing. Hold on, bro. Can I say something about the this. Baylor game? Jesus sake. This guy, again, running me over. Um... What a play by the Baylor safety on that last play. Oh, when the guy was trying to roll out. Oh, my God. I watched like that you last know what series. what the fuck happened. I, wa- I watched the last series of this game. I watched Oklahoma State try to march out the field because I was rooting for the number four team. So I needed Oklahoma State to lose. So I needed Baylor to win. Shout out to Dave Aranda uh, getting it done there. But, um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was watching this game intently. And so many times, Oklahoma State could not get the ball in the end zone. Couldn't, and then they got last, down there and then just couldn't. That last ditch effort. And I was like yelling. I'm like, why is Baylor taking timeouts? You're letting them, you're, you're giving them rest. You're giving them time to go to the sideline, devise more plays. But Dave Aranda knew better than me and kept calling those timeouts so he can keep his defense fresh. And that safety made a hell of a play late in that game. Now you can talk about what you wanted to talk about, Mr. Group of Five. Yeah, so this is um, the first time in the history of the playoff that a group of five, not a power five team, has gotten in the playoffs. I've been screaming from the rooftops for weeks that there's no way the committee was going to do this. They were just placating. That's why they had them at four for as long as they did. That's why they had them in the top five, blah, blah, blah. But they had to. They had no choice. They had no choice. Because everything shook out correctly. Yeah, everything broke their way. Now, it's going to be Alabama- one Cincinnati four that'll be the first game and then Michigan two versus Georgia three um Cincinnati's gonna get roasted oh. by Alabama two things real fast one Cincinnati was given every opportunity to fall out of that position Oklahoma State yes. being number five and then if Cincinnati and Oklahoma State loses Notre Dame takes that while not playing a conference championship you guys are fucking bullshit artist because you're independent go join a fucking league um play a 13th game if you're gonna fucking try to get money out of everybody um shout out to marcus freeman though they kind of make me want to root for them now because they have a black coach and he's like young and looks cool like handsome i'm like damn i can't hate him it's about the person joe not their skin color okay uh easy for you to say um I resist my skin color a lot. But um, I don't want to talk about what the outcomes of the games are going to be just yet Good because we got a lot of time to build up to back. these. You've had but, that um, save somewhere every time you talk to a white guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, must be um, nice. Must be nice. Go listen to Who Does a Pod uh, on a new low network, new low dot co. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we can vaguely, we should vaguely talk about them. Um, it's going to be a murdering. It's it's it's, it's going to be a slaughtering. Yes, it's going to has it's a great be defense Forge. for their conference and for Notre like Dame. They, yeah, they well, yeah, but they. I mean, they lead. What they're in the um, AAC, right? They lead it the in sun, uh, the the Atlantic, no. co- the American yeah, coastal, the, the Atlantic American, American coastal, something like that. The, the AAC American so divisional. They lead in sacks. They lead in pressures. They lead in. Points allowed. They they run that division or that conference as far as their defense. The Americana. What what is Americana? They said, but they said the same shit about Georgia, and that's an SEC defense with six players going projected in the top two and a half rounds. So Cincinnati's gonna get. I mean, I would love. Nobody loves an underdog more than me. Anyone listening to the show for longer than a few months knows that. But I've seen this play out before. I've been on those teams. That traveled to the swamp for the $1.7 million check. And then even though we're both D1 schools, one of us has a little bit more recruiting than the other one. 77 D5 from four stars. Dude, (laughs) this is going to be bad. Michigan, Georgia is going to be good. Uh, Georgia will win that because SEC speed always wins. But you think so, man? I'm more interested in that game. Yeah. What do you you think? Michigan has a shot. I think Michigan has a shot because Michigan's defense, um, though it's not Georgia's defense. Um, but the thing is, the difference is Georgia's offense is not that good. Georgia's offense is no, the smoke yeah, it's screen very of pedestrian, the year. Yeah. Jo- Georgia's offense has only been good because their defense has been so good to get them into good positioning. Um, whereas Michigan has a legitimate running game. Um, 
So if they can control the ball and play well enough defense, uh, I think they can actually win that game. Um, the one thing I will say about the Alabama-Cincinnati matchup, uh, we all we all wanted it. Why yeah. why why did we want it? Because we all know what the outcome is going to be. Why did we ask we, for that? We're not we going to get a good game. Hope is a great thing. We wanted it because we want we want hope. We want we want to know not, that it's I, not. I never wanted it. I wanted it just because no, of the farce I mean, that it has been the playoff committee. That's why I wanted it. But at the end of the day. We've seen Notre Dame get blown out in this game. We've seen Clemson, o- o- Oregon. We've seen Ohio State. We've seen I know, many of fact, bigger teams blown out in this position. I think, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree with you, and that's why but it The thing hurts. is, do we want a good game, or do we want a good story? That's the question. I think if Cincinnati can pull off a miracle, it would both be a great it's the game and a story good story. Ever. Yeah, it's the, exactly. And that's why... That at the root of it is why we started playing sports. That that's what sport is. It's you against me. Let's let's go. Let's see what we can do. And yeah, they got the better team. Yeah, they got speed. But if that fucking Heisman quarterback for Alabama throws three picks to start the game because he's underestimating Cincinnati, that's that's it. Like they could get. It's fucked. not it. We saw Lamar throw four in the NFL and still win a game. But that yeah, was just a roundabout way to give you a good, a moment for a good little speech there, buddy. You got you got you got me ready. Run through a wall. It's pretty good. Let's go. Moving on. <laughs> All right, we're talking NBA now, folks. Um, so Joe and I were going back and forth. Uh, was that last week or the week before about Suns last Warriors, week. who's the best team in the West? Yada yada yada. So then, Joe's Suns be my Warriors first game. Steph Curry had a. Fucking horrific night. 36 minutes, only. only 12 points total. Um, and then the next game that they played, the Warriors win. And Joe, instead of just eating his crow and saying, you know what? They got us. Joe, what did you text me? Um, I believe I said no Devin Booker for the whole game. Yeah, no Devin Booker. for. Oh, wait, Clay Thompson, the all NBA guard. For the Warriors, has been out for the whole season, so I don't want to fucking hear it. He's been out for two years. We don't know what he'll be when he returns. Get can't bake on that. You can't just say you were wrong. Just say you were wrong. <laughs> I, I learned from the best. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, no, but this is obviously, this is why these are the two best teams in the West. Uh, it's, it's interesting. We're not talking about, God, I got to stop saying that. Uh, we're not talking <laughs> about anyone else in the West. Not even Utah, the mighty Utah Jazz of last year. Um, like... Obviously, Lakers. Denver has their struggles now. The Lakers are fucking a dumpster fire. So it's going to be Suns Warriors, and I think it's the Warriors to lose. You think it's the Warriors to lose? Well, it can't be the Warriors to lose because the Warriors aren't the reigning Western Conference. It's the Warriors to win. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I, I got a lot of faith in the Suns, man. I think uh, you do. We saw a lot of their young guys step up big in the playoffs last year, and they're only going to get better with that experience. Um, some of those young they're only going to get guys, better when some of the best players in the NBA go down hurt. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Um, and I championed them. Last we year, haven't but. seen some of these younger Warriors guys that are being touted as the the second coming. We haven't seen them. Wiseman, do it, and we haven't seen we haven't seen Clay in two seasons. So. Yeah. If if Clay comes back, and I'm Clay interested is, to see what happens with Wiseman because they need that. They need a center. They presence. need size. They, they're going to need yeah. some, especially in the playoffs. They're going to need somebody to combat Aiden, and then in the next round, they're going to if they make it to the finals, they're going to need somebody to combat Anantetokounmpo, uh, not a Joel Embiid. A Wiseman can't stay with Durant, so that's a non-starter. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, in certain situations, they're going to they're going to need a big, basically an athletic yep. big at that. <clears throat> All right, Joe. Uh, we're we're talking about big heavy hitter teams. Let's talk about some of the smaller teams now, as far as expectations and whatnot. Who's impressed you more this season, Charlotte or Cleveland? I'm gonna have to go with the Cleveland. Hornets are Cavaliers. fourteen and twelve, seven and three at home. Um, my pent up. Cleveland is thirteen and twelve, eight and five. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, for the simple fact that. We had zero expectations for them. At least Charlotte, you know, was in the playoff hunt until a late Gordon Hayward injury that you can count on at any point this time um, nowadays. Um, so 
Cleveland kind of came out of nowhere and they've jockeyed around the uh, the top 10 now um, for most of this year. They were at one point like nine and three and and then Colin Sexton got hurt and I kind of thought they would immediately fade, but they're, they're still, they're still fighting around. Kevin Love is playing, giving a veteran presence, which shocking to say he's still there. Everyone thought he would have been gone last year. Um, so yeah, they, they, they drafted Evan Mobley, Jared, uh, Jared Allen, who they got from the Nets last year is playing really well. Um, uh, Darius Garland stepped up in Colin Sexton's absence. So they have shocked me and I, I'm interested to see how far they can take this. Yeah, I completely agree. Mobley is obviously the best pick from that draft so far. I know he struggled with some injury issues, but he's him and Garland are both playing out of their mind. And I just find that interesting because you don't see that a lot in basketball. A t- teams normally don't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. very analytic based. It's very like, okay, we know who's who and what's what. Sometimes you get a Cinderella story, like in the tournament and college and stuff, but in the NBA, it's, it is very predictable for the most part, unless an injury or something occurs. And this Cleveland team has come out of, everyone thought they would have one of the worst records. Maybe them in Minnesota and OKC would have one of the worst records in the NBA. And they're, they're playing, they're playing every night. They're going, they're trying. So I agree with you. Charlotte has a lot of name like names attached um, as far as their roster. I'm so impressed with what Cleveland, especially Mobley has done this year. I know he's out. He has been out for a little while, but he, he was playing out of his mind and he'll get back healthy and they're, they're going to be a team. And not to say that I'm not impressed with what Charlotte has done. LaMelo yeah, Ball. Absolutely. I mean, for all that, you know, we thought after seeing Lonzo get to the league, Leangelo not get to the league and LaMelo was touted as the best among them. Um, Lonzo has now turned it over, turned it around um, after leaving LA, basically. But Lamelo has pretty much made an imprint on the game, quick, fast, in a hurry last year, and carrying that over to this year. So, um, yeah, absolutely. The East for so for so many years, everybody was saying the East is terrible. The East is terrible. The East has gotten good, quick, fast, in a hurry. And there's a lot of teams. There's a, quick, fast, and in a hurry, baby. Again, the Sixers are seventh. Right now, the Hawks, who are in the Eastern Conference Finals, are tenth right now. A lot going on in that East right now. The Knicks yeah. aren't even in the playoff position. Playoff. Uh, I can't. Picture that's right now. for the start that they had. Bing that's bong. crazy. So, how do you not know Bing Bong? By the way, I don't know what Bing Bong is. So, <laughs> you said it so defiantly. Um, because there's this guy. Everyone kept saying Bing Bong at the stand the other night. They're like, "Yeah, that that whoever the fuck went viral for that is like on stage." And I was like, "I've been doing this twelve years. I'm a good comic." And this dude went viral for some Bing Bong shit. And now he's on stage at the stand. Okay, first question: Do you know who Bing Bong? Is? No. You don't know. You don't know with the original Big Bong. I know from. Are you talking about Inside Out? Yes, that's the yeah, original I know Big that. Bong. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. So Anderson after, used to do that. Bing Bong. Exactly. So after the first game of the season, when the Knicks beat the when the Knicks beat the the Celtics in the Celtics, I remember. Game, I watched that game. Um, I was at the, the Palm bartending, and I was watching that game. There. Oh, you well, you don't work there anymore, so I guess you can say. It. Um. So. <laughs> I guess uh, after the game, they had a bunch of people on the street and like a man on the street with a microphone. They're interviewing a bunch of fans and Knicks fans first game of the season going crazy. (gasps) And they're saying all this other nonsense and whatnot. And then they put the mic in front of one guy and he just goes, bing bong. (laughs) And it kind of caught fire. (laughs) All right, moving on to the quick hits. You'd be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. You've dedicated your life every to every decision. <laughs> you dedicated your life to what guy? I should have gone to law school. <laughs> you had the opportunity. You All right, quick hits. NHL recap. Joe, talk about your ice cats. Oh my gosh, the cardiac cats, my friend. Three games in a row, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Three games, buddy, in a buddy, row. buddy. Three games in a row, they've come back from uh, down early to win the game. One of those games, they were down three zip. Came back, beat the Buffalo Sabres. They were down, uh, I think they were down two zip to the Washington Capitals. And then it was a trade one, 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 one situation with the St. Louis Blues. And then we won that game in a shootout to retain the top as of right now, the top position in the NHL, 
my Florida Panthers. Brennan, I saw your guys yeah. had a big win the other day. Yeah, big win. We beat the Flyers <laughs> seven to one. Suck <laughs> on that, Kyle. Um, <laughs> won six out of the last eight. <clears throat> Only dropped close games to the Blues and the Wild. Well, the Wild game wasn't that close, but uh, taking on the Canadians. Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Let's see if we can keep that win- winning streak alive. Obviously, you guys know who they are. Victor Hedman, Steven Stamkos, all my guys out there playing like crazy. Um, I believe Point is still out with that uh, lower body injury, but he should be back soon. So here we go. Yeah. Keep it going. And uh, Barkoff is out currently. Uh, he's been out with a lower body injury as well for quite some time, almost a month now. And they've been still humming, which I'm Shocked and pleasantly surprised and very encouraged by. Now, Brennan, I don't know if you're aware. It's not a strike. The MLB owners have locked out the locked players. Locked out the players. All right. We're in December, you know, very early on. But when does baseball season start? April. Pitchers and catchers report in February, Brennan. No, that's not happening. Spring training starts in March, Brennan. When does baseball start? Baseball starts at the end of March. Okay. Do you think? No. They will miss games. No, there's too much money on the line. They'll get it sorted. Uh, I think they're going to miss pitchers and catchers, which sounds like a gay porno reporting. I think they're going to miss <laughs> the uh, spring training. I think they're going to miss the preseason. <laughs> but... I don't think they're going to miss any regular season games. No, not after what just happened with COVID and everything just the last season. And then this season was a fantastic season for baseball as far as uh, well, the revenue they generated, the um, ratings that they got. It was better than it has been in a few years. Not so fast, my friend. Uh-oh. Au contraire, mon frere. Now, you made a point there that is counter to the point you were making. I believe because of how the COVID season played out and how players were willing to sit out, because remember, they could have played however many games, but the players kept saying no. The players Ah, kept saying no. The players kept saying no until they kind of got what they wanted. They got in that um, negotiation, they basically got a full year of arbitration while only playing 60 games. So players were able to you know, get another step towards uh, finishing out their first six years so they can't be arbitrated under team control. So the players have very strong demands that they want to um, address this time around after the last labor negotiation kind of didn't go their way. They were they were fooled by some frivolous things like private chefs and planes and flights and da-da-da-da-da, but now they want actual... Wait, are we talking about Lincoln Riley again? Oh, we weren't talking about... Oh, I thought we were talking about the USC job. What happened? Yeah. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about, ba- sorry, baseball. Baseball, baseball. baseball. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to get um, <laughs> arbitration um, reduced so that teams will have less control and kind of the way they've been manipulating the system with certain players. They'll Like, we've seen it with Chris Bryant. We've seen it with um, uh, Kalek Ke- Ke- in Seattle last year where the teams, these players, they are bona fide. They can start day one, but the teams want to manipulate their uh, arbitration time and so they'll start them off in the majors let let the season play out for a little bit, then bring them up so they can figure out so basically that'll save it where they can have the player for an extra year um, so have them for seven years on a six year span, or six years on a seven year span in actuality so um, so I think the players are going to hold firm and this is going to be a this is going to be a punch down drag out fight man I'm sorry. You're I was right. like, you not hear me? No, 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 no. I did. I did. Um, that pause is uh, Yeah. I, I, Everybody's looking right. at their phone right now. I do that all the time. Like, like yeah. there's a random pause. Wait, what like, did I press pause? What happened? Um, yeah. I didn't take that into account that they were willing to not quit, but willing to not play before. That's actually a really good point. Um, do you... I know nothing about this next topic. Actually, I do know a little bit from Bill Burr's podcast, the Monday Morning Podcast, and from Going Abroad with Ryan Rosillo and Kevin Clark. I'm taking Max Verstappen. Oh, you're going Verstappen? Yeah. Wow. So Verstappen had 
a size Ray Hamilton Lee. is the old guard. We're talking F1, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking F1, folks. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix coming up. Grand Prix coming up. Uh, it's the last one of the year. Um, Verstappen had a sizable lead on Hamilton. And Hamilton had to do basically the unthinkable. He had to win the next three races. And you know what, Brennan? He went and won the he next three races. And so now He's the they're old guard, though. in a virtual, they're, they're in a tie. It's 359.5 to 359.5. Basically, the winner of this match, because no one else besides these two are really in contention to win. Call a race, not a match. The best, oh, whatever. Um, so many, so many accents and verbiage I've been just jumping in and out of this episode. It's very odd. Um, but I got Lewis Hamilton, man. I, the, the guy knows how to win. He knows how to do it. He knows that feeling. He takes, he's tasted so many times. It's like going to his favorite restaurant. I think he does it again, Brennan. All right, I I think it's first happen. Well, you're 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 stepping the wrong way. <laughs> Miss Stappen. Damn it. That was a better joke. Bing bong. Stop bing bong. All right. <laughs> Walk off is a short essay portion, kind of where we uh, get to talk about specific things we want to talk, whether they're close to our hearts or something interesting in sports. Everyone thought I was going to do Garner Minshew this week, but I'm fucking not. Um, Joe, you did. go first since I hosted. Uh, so take it away, Joe. All right. My walk off this week is entitled Major Money. So today is the day the University of Miami has effectively thrown their hats into the ring to try and earnestly return to the glory days. They are now playing the big boys game, which is spending an exorbitant amount of money. The Canes finally let Mendez go and reportedly have signed Mario Cristobal to a deal that would pay him $8 million a year. Seems like a gross misuse of school funding, but at least they are a private university and none of this falls on the taxes. None of this falls on the taxpayers. Meanwhile, Lane Kiffin just got a deal that will pay him north of $7.5 million a year. Brian Kelly, upwards of $10 million plus incentives like a $500,000 bonus for making a bowl game. Mind you, LSU has not missed a bowl game in the last 20 years. Uh, so I don't see that stopping now. I don't see that happening now. Mel Tucker got a 10 year deal worth 95 million. Lincoln Riley has a private jet. Oh, we were just talking about him. Lincoln Riley has a private jet at his disposal along with $110 million over 10 years. And then there's a the luxury of being the best coach and having a clause in your contract that whoever has the most, I get to surpass them. That's the world that Nick Saban operates in. Aside from Riley at USC, all of these are public universities, making the making these folks the highest paid state employees by leaps and bounds. I'm never going to hate on someone getting their money because you are you're worth what somebody's willing to pay you. And I think these universities, more precisely, these boosters are willing to pay the players too. Not just these, not just this I NIL money. I mean fully, fully paid salaries. Kind of like the Pony Express days. One reason for not paying, giving players money was always they wouldn't know what to do with it. A year after many of these universities let go of staff in the athletic department and beyond in other places in the university due to, unforese- due to an unforeseen pandemic, I don't think they are making the most sound decisions with their money either. Could be used on public health or at least allowing some folks to keep their jobs. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Mine is all aboard the lane train. Choo choo. Uh, so this is, I wanted to talk about Lane Kiffin. So uh, last week I had mentioned that my walk, uh, Oh, I didn't, I have just bullet points. I didn't like write it, write it. Uh, so last week I want, I shouldn't have even said that. That's like when open micers go up and go, this is all new material. It's like, just fucking do it. Uh, oh, let me put my phone down. Um, God, I fucking hate this. So I want to talk Lane Kiffin. I was going to talk about this last week because I really speculated uh, personally that Lane would take the LSU job. Um, only Sorry, because he take the Miami job. He really wanted the I, Miami job. Yeah, I know he does. I love South Florida. Love South Florida. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but 
I had thought about it. And then obviously when everything transpired the way it did, I realized that Lane was going to probably stay at Old Miss. Now, I don't, for those of you who don't know, I played at Florida Atlantic University, uh, which is where Lane Kiffin eventually became the head coach in 2017. Lane Kiffin was making $800,000 a year, which sounds like a lot, but it's all relative to the numbers Joe just talked about to rehabilitate his career. He was at the time the youngest coach to ever become a head coach of an NFL team. He was the youngest coach of a BCS uh, contender, Power Five school. Um, he was a celebrity. Um, and then he lost it. He started losing games. He was Sean McVay before Sean McVay, as far as an offensive genius, the way he moved players around, motions, things like that, pre snap, all that. And then he lost it. He started losing games. Uh, bailed out of Tennessee to take the USC job, then just could not get it together there as far as winning after this is all after the Oakland situation. And he was stuck. Uh, nobody wanted to hire him because he did come with a little bit of bag, a lot of bit of baggage. Um, and so he became the offensive coordinator at the University of Alabama where they won a national championship. Then he was FAU reached out to him to become the next head coach of the Florida Atlantic University Owls. My interaction with Lane um, was nothing but stellar. In 2017, I went to South Florida for a wedding. Uh, this was shortly after he was hired in December of 2016. And I thought, hey, I'll go watch some of the spring practice. Uh, this is in May of 2017. And I went there. Uh, nobody knew me. I was a fucking scout team player from years prior. And I introduced myself to Lane and some of the other coaches because it was cool. It was like meeting a celebrity. And he greeted me with open arms, said, you know, you're an alumni and a former player. Doesn't matter how long you played. Doesn't matter what you played or whether you started or you were scout team. You're a part of this family. And that was really cool. I got to meet his dad, Monty, who's a defense. He was a, um, a consultant for the team, but he's a defensive genius. Anybody who knows Monty Kiffin knows he was a part of those uh, Tampa Bay defenses with uh, Dungy back in the day. And it was it was awesome. He was one of the nicest guys um, I'd ever been around. And I played for Howard Schnellenberger, who's a legendary coach in his own right. So he went from making $800,000 a year at FAU, signed a, a 10-year extension at FAU, and then Ole Miss called. So, of course, you're going to go to the SEC. He went on to Greener Pastures, started that job making $3.9 million for four years. Uh, as Joe alluded to, he got a new contract extension. He's now making $7.5, uh, went 10-2. and two this past season. And uh, I I don't know. I just, after all the stories you hear about him and then actually getting to meet him and him being like, no, it doesn't matter. Does it, if you were, you wore this Jersey, you're, you're one of us, your brother, just like us. Um, that was really cool. So I think he's going to go far. I think he got too much too early and he was humbled by his experiences. Um, and I think he's going to take old miss to a championship. So shouts out Lane Kiffin all aboard the lane train, baby. I agree with every point you made. Except? Except I don't think Ole Miss ever has the money, the resources, and can get the players good enough to win a championship. Dude, this guy, I'm telling you, if you're in the room with him, he's going to get... I mean, he's gotten recruits everywhere he's gone. He's but, but, but they like have a to celebrity. Old, but they have to go to Ole Miss. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> they have to go to Mississippi. Let's be honest with seventy. That's why I thought he'd take the LSU job. That's why. I, that's exactly why I thought he would go there. He has to convince young black guys and young white guys. I was going to say to go to Mississippi. Who's going to play quarterback? Going to play offensive line? Man. Bang, bang, um, bang, bang. But I mean. You you with NIL and everything, like why am I gonna <laughs> no, leave Southern California? <laughs> why am I gonna leave South Florida? Why am I gonna leave That's Louisiana? the problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. I just think like the dude is electric in the room, and trust me, there's enough five stars. Trust me, I wanted him at Miami. Dude, I wanted him uh, to stay. <laughs> it was funny when he when he signed that 10-year extension, my uncle was like, Looks like you got I was like or no, my uncle told me. I was like, looks like we got him. And my uncle was like, come on, man. You know as well as I do. <laughs> First went, thing, well, smoking. Yeah, it's, I mean, but it's crazy. Like his, listen to this record. So he gets to FAU in 2016. He, he gets he hired. 2000, 2017, they go 11 and three. The next year, they lose their quarterback. They have a bad season. Then he goes 10 and three. Then he gets the job at Old Miss. They go five and five. The next year, they go 10 and two. It's like, this dude can go. Yeah, man. All right. Look, he's an exciting coach. He, he's really good at offense. But 
I just don't he's think a politician too. The way he talks to you. Oh, but he's not a good politician from Mississippi. Did you? So one of his first interviews oh, after no. I just meant like. No, no, I know, but um, this is how I knew he he wanted the Miami. Well, he wasn't long. What he he's said? not going what you... to be long for the Mississippi job. Levitard and them had him on uh, earlier this year, and they were like, uh, "So, how do you like Mississippi compared to Boca?" And he was like. Gotta say, I miss Boca, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, my man. He was like, there's like these green lakes out here. There's, there's no real water. Like, I could go to Boca, go to the beaches and everything, go on my boat and whatnot. He was like, they got lakes out here. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> so, this is something that I heard rumors about from my friends. We're not talking still... about the rumors, Brennan. Go on to All the right. press conference. On to the press, the press conference. conference in its entirety. <laughs> Not gonna it's assassinate a really funny Lane. rumor, but I will assassinate tell you off my No, Lane's my guy. Did you not hear my walk out? Oh, have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You texted me about Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Moving on. Press conference. Joe, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at joedorville.com. You can check out this. Uh, yo, let me start over. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Check me out on my website, joedorville.com. You can check out my hip-hop albums, TV and TV Season 2, under the moniker headphone Joe, no O, no E. You can check out my merch store at, Joe Dor- at joedorville.com backslash store. Also, don't forget to check out a new low.co, a new low. A new, a new, why does it sound weird when I'm saying it right now? A new low.co. And this show's Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. Brennan. All right. Brennan T Comedy on all social media at I like that mug you're drinking out of. At Thank you. Brennan T Comedy um, on all social media. Brennan T Comedy.com. Finally have some book shows coming up here in New York City. Done Let's with the go. open mics. Actually, Let's that's not go. true. Uh, but, uh, Check me out um, on my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Had Dan Lamort, very hilarious comedian who lost 180 pounds over the course of a few years on a couple of weeks ago. Have uh, Amanda Lundy, who's a funny comic and also a, mo- a fitness model and actress. She was on this past week. I just had people on all sorts of different people. We talk about drinking stories, drug stories, getting in trouble stories. So check that out. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Check out my merch store, BrennanTComedy.com slash merch store. It's Christmas time, folks. Go check out that Brennan T Comedy merch. All righty. Now, Brennan, it is late. We're not going to tell the people what time it is, but let's take it to bed. All right. This is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Come on. You already know. Shout out. Lane Kiffin. My guy. Jeff Sweetwater. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Tears from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.